0: Entrepreneur life is definitely super glorified at the moment. I had a little point where I was like, I just need a second to think. The salary that I got from the role when I started, it was peanuts, (laughs) but (laughs) I I looked at the opportunity. I looked at the opportunity for travel and what they were gonna be teaching me, right? The only way you find out what you're truly meant to be doing or you're good at or whatever is by trying and getting confidence in that thing. And I think the mistake that a lot of people, the mindset should be is that, Upfront, we don't want to get to the stage at the very end when we're then having to justify, right? How do you get experience? With, mm, you know, when when they're asking exactly. for experience and you can't build experience, yeah. but
1: welcome to the takeoff experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by MoneyHub, a secure money management app that helps you to manage your money with ease. The MoneyHub app provides you with a single view of all your accounts by letting you connect your bank accounts, your savings accounts, investment accounts, your credit cards, all in one place. To help with your money goals, MoneyHub has features that allows you to track your incomings versus your outgoings every single month, and also allows you to set and track your spending budgets every single month, too. It's a fantastic app, right? Well, you can download the Money Hub app for free by tapping the link in my description. You can use the Money Hub app free for six months with no auto renewal. And if you really like the app, then you can continue using it for only one pound forty nine p per month. It's a deal of the century, right? Well, make sure to go and download the app right now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the Takeover Experience. We have a special guest in the building. Another repeat guest, Shay. How, how are you doing today?
0: Oh good thank you very good (laughs) yeah i'm
1: i'm good i'm good yeah like we were talking about it offline Uh, it's been it's been one of them days right busy days right but you know i'm glad to have you here it's been it's been almost two years since we had this conversation right you know what's crazy right Mm. uh your episode had a big quite a big impact actually um i had um somebody so i went to an event last year uh uk black business week and i had somebody come up to me and say actually they listen to the episode oh, yeah, yeah that's so,
0: really nice yeah that's nice to hear <laughs> do you know what i mean somebody you don't know, don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right like yeah. and this
1: was at this point this was a year after we did the episode right, and yeah. they remember so i was like yeah okay, that's the good
0: thing about like these sorts of things that like, they yeah. live on forever you don't know when they're going to impact people yeah. so yeah yeah it's
1: crazy it's, good it's crazy platform. yeah thank yeah. you thank you so um since it's it's um it's been a year. You know, I've actually changed it slightly, right? So okay. can you tell the people who you are?
0: Yeah, of course I can. So um, name is Shay. Um, what do I do? So oh, how could where would I even start this? So I think I have three main things that keep me busy. Um, I am a tech sales professional and then a I would say a multi-passionate business owner. So on the one hand, I create content and online resources to help job seekers, and then on the other hand, completely different world is in the event space so i run the uk's largest black british pub quiz brand okay. um yeah we run events all around london 300 to 400 people and just having a great time answering questions about black culture um amazing yeah,
1: yeah. wow wow that's good <laughs> yeah so last time since we spoke um mm-hmm. we didn't really touch on uh the the uh, pub quiz that yeah. you've done how has that gone for yourself
0: yeah it's do you, do you know what? Out of the three things, I feel like they all hold like, I suppose equal space, but that one mm. I used to say, oh yeah, I love running the business. It's no work. I still love running the business, mm. but it absolutely is work. Like- is no it, work. Has it become work? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 100%. Like it's a fully fledged, like we, you know, we, ha- we have a team that help us, Um, but yeah, it's a, it's amazing, honestly. And to mm. do something that like, it's just so closely connected with like culture and just mm. like, you know people having a good time love it wow that's crazy that's Mm -hmm. amazing so
1: okay i don't know if i I don't remember i don't remember if i asked you this question but now how do you manage Mm. all of (laughs) all of this it's crazy because that business at that point it was Mm. still fledgling now it's it seems to have grown a lot i mean getting 300 400 people to an event is a lot of people right Yeah. Yeah. so how do you manage that jobs of shay Mm. and your career (laughs) And drink. your personal life, yeah, let's oh, be exactly. real, right? yeah, keeping yeah. up
0: with friends, all of that stuff. Um, okay, so I think first thing I probably would say is that I have to acknowledge that with my job comes a lot of like flexibility and freedom. Mm. So, wh- working in like tech sales means that, well, specifically for my role, I'm I work remotely. Um, and since I've been promoted recently, I can kind of manage my own time. Obviously, I still have to do a lot of work, mm. but I I have a lot of freedom over my time during the week. Mm-hmm. But saying that. I start work quite early. Um, mm. So obviously it's meant to be a nine to five. I would normally start at eight and maybe sometimes finish up a little bit early. Okay. <laughs> um, but but really, I would say what it is, like with all the things that I'm doing, when I'm doing that work, that specific thing, I'm really in it. So I'm not okay. like talking about it. I'm not like, oh yeah this would be nice and ideating of what is that a word i don't know but yeah i'm not like yeah Yeah, i'm I'm really just like in the work undistracted and just getting things done that's going to okay. like move it forward so that's like the main thing i think with and what i used to do is like oh yeah i'll do mm. a bit of like jobs of Shay stuff and then i'll sneak in a bit of party here now now it's like no everything mm. has that has its own section in okay. the day so you know, during my, my work day, I'm not touching party here stuff. I'm not touching jobs of Shay stuff because that that switch over takes up a lot of like space in my mind of like, mm. oh, I need to do this. It just, it consumes a lot of space mm. is what I've realized. So mm. I need, I've, I've basically yeah. just sectioned off these areas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more more practically in terms of what it looks like in the week, I think with with party here, I you know it's not a business I run alone it's me mm. and one of my closest friends who I met at university okay. and even though we you know it's just the two of us, so we kind of have to you know we we deal with things according to our skill sets mm. but we we cover everything but I would say i I basically allow her to do things that are more her strengths and she also allows me to do things that are more okay. my strengths, so it feels much easier than mm. if we were to kind of yeah. I don't know, just be fighting to do everything. Like yeah, we really just yeah, yeah. we work really well together. It's approaching five, well, yes, yeah, four and a half years that we've been doing this now. So Whoa. we've really yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been doing this for every time Man. I say that, I'm like wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's actually crazy. Wow. Um so yeah, it's a it's a balance and then with jobs with Shay, um, just outsourcing that that business, it's still um I'm just trying to think of more ways to make to turn it into what I what I envision and, and mm. create the life that I want out of that but I think Mm. at the moment what suits me best is you know writing creating resources but again it being a passive income stream for Mm. me so that really that Mm. that required a lot of work up front so I created ebooks and things Mm. like that um, as we sort of touched on Mm. courses at a time but then it's just about getting those in front of people Mm. so that it's you know a lot of work does go into it but now those resources have been created so now it's about you know directing mm. people to those resources so yeah. they feel that that they have that support there basically yeah so i don't know if that answered the no, question no no you answered yeah. my question you answer like <laughs> yeah.
1: fantastic and it's uh you're doing a lot so yeah. my other question right mm. to you and i think a lot of people would I, i'm in this kind of boat as well mm. right and i think many people would be wondering why are you not doing like the typical quit your nine to five and like focus mm. on your business full time? Have you yeah. even thought about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought about it, but mm. I, I, I don't want to. Okay. Yeah, it's, like the, is the first thing. So, um, there's, there, yeah, there's so many ways I could answer this question. Mm. I think for me, I really enjoy my nine to five. I think, okay. I think a lot of people, um, th- the focus for them really for a nine to five should be finding work that you feel like comes easy to you. Okay. Is also challenging. Yeah. And is in it industry that you do care about yeah luckily i've managed to find that for me so for me there's no real reason for me to mm. go elsewhere and, and sort of look to to get rid of that yeah um and i also think in terms of like the passion conversation i would say both of my businesses definitely sit it for different reasons mm. you know within my passions okay. but i absolutely love doing them both and i think they would look very different okay. if my sole source of income were, were those right. two. Okay. And I think it would change the way I relate to those businesses. Yeah. So so that's my personal reason. Mm. I think other than that as well, like I, you know, like I, I want, I like a nine to five. Like I like the idea of like going mm. to work, learning from a nine to five, learning mm-hmm. from a company, learning from employees and then using that for my own thing. Yeah. And I think as long as it's paying you, as long as it's teaching you and pouring back into you, I don't think there's anything... Mm you know I don't think there's anything wrong with like wanting to grow in your career mm. um and I think also for a long time sorry this answer has so many parts but for a, for a long time even at university mm. for example I did a law degree right okay. um which is nothing to do with what I do now I but did a law degree mad. yeah yeah literally I um, <laughs> yeah. did a law degree and while I was doing that law degree I also um worked like 20 hours a week um just in like a in, in a job as well. And mm. I found that when I was working, it really made me, it, that's actually probably why I'm doing okay with managing my time now, because it allowed me to think, okay, when I'm working, I need to be working. When I'm not working, I only have a specific amount of time mm. to study. So it made me okay. able to manage my time yeah. better. So what I'm trying to say is if I had all the time, I, I, I don't think I'd be able to like, I wouldn't prioritize as well as I'm okay. doing now. It's because I only have certain amounts of times to get things done. I think I'm managing to like, you know allocate yeah. that well if that makes yeah. sense yeah
1: yeah i go I, I do get i do get what you're i do get what you're saying it's like yeah. um it's like the discipline right that you get from from yeah. your nine to five i think a lot of people don't really appreciate that yeah as well yeah. um i was reading somebody's post somebody posted why they had a nine to five in a business and they were saying that it also helps them to be productive which i think is very yeah. very true Absolutely. because if you got that it's not like forced, but I know a lot of our jobs are flexible, but if you've got like, okay, you, every day you've got like a meeting, like I've got a, at work a meeting every day at 9.30, right? Mm. I'm forced to, to get up, do whatever i got to do, prepare yeah. for that meeting, have that meeting, and then you're already like up, doing, doing what you do, exactly. finish work, and then you kind of, almost ready to go and do the next thing yeah, right rather exactly. than if you've got your own business if you don't have the discipline i think it's a bit tough to yeah, yeah. you know get into it a little bit like
0: 100 it's, yeah. it's 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 a very uh different conversation of like being an entrepreneur and having that self-discipline i think like great i know a lot of people that do that and i think it's absolutely brilliant yeah. but i think if you don't need to it's it's also okay to accept and like be happy with the fact that work provides that discipline for you, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I think entrepreneur life is definitely super glorified at the moment, but it's it's very (laughs) difficult. It's super difficult. It's hella glorified. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely
1: not recommend it on somebody who doesn't. Yeah. Their their heart's not in it. Yeah, exactly. One, you won't go the distance. Two is, sometimes you think to yourself, am I crazy for doing this? (laughs) Sometimes I have their thoughts, am I mad? Mm. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? Like, yeah, mad um yeah. so what's been your biggest achievement would you say since yeah 2021 it's two years oh, now since goodness. then yeah
0: biggest achievement what's been my biggest achievement since 2021 mm, um, end of 2021 since yeah, end of yeah. 2021 um okay I, i'll say t- i suppose one work wise i got a promotion i think probably i think maybe two uh did i no one one promotion since we last spoke. Okay, so that's yeah, still which, good. which I'm really really happy with. Yeah. and then another one is the house purchase. So okay, I amazing! To buy Congratulations! House Thank yeah. you so much. Um, I I kind of almost I feel like because I haven't moved in just yet, I'm mm. doing renovations. But I feel like I kind of almost skip over the house purchase. Like obviously I was over the moon, but I think because I haven't moved in yet, mm. I almost forget. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. like that that definitely that's been a goal of mine um for a long time and the process took like a took a long time i yeah. was in the process for over a year and a half i had a few properties fall through as well mm-hmm. so it was just a long journey but yeah that's that's something i'm really proud of okay amazing now you yeah. should be proud uh, welcome
1: you. to the homeowner club yes. it's the mortgage it's, it's nice the <laughs> yeah, mortgage yeah yeah look you gotta keep that up you know exactly. otherwise they'll take it away but yeah. um, it's a big achievement and yeah. you know yeah, celebrate it. For yeah, real. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. why not, right? I feel I feel like you should always celebrate your journeys, no matter how small they are. Just always celebrate it. Always. On the yeah. flip side, what, what's yeah. been the challenges, would you say oh, in the last challenges. two years? Yeah, man,
0: we gotta uh, give them both sides 100%. of the story. <laughs> um let me let me think. I'm trying to, I wanna give a juicy one, but I'm uh <laughs> challenges. Maybe as much as I speak about um yeah. like the balance between um, all of these businesses that I kind of have now is still definitely a mm. work in progress. Like yes. I think balancing two businesses and a demanding nine to five is always going to come with its challenges. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific, but I think that's just an overarching like theme. Mm. Um, and I, actually in November, I, d- I remember specifically, I had to just take some time off and be like, actually, I just wanna chill for a little bit. Because mm. literally like we were just discussing, yeah. like it's nice to just, you need space to be able to you think. You need space. That's you where, d- I, that's where yeah. creativity comes from. That's mm. where ideas come from. And I think I had a little point where I was like, I just need a second to think. Um, so yeah, because even on my with on the party here side of things, we've got a really, really big announcement that I can't even share at okay, the minute. Man. But we were working on that. Like we were just working on this big project for party here. Mm. And I think there was a point in like November I was like lord (laughs) please let me just like i I just needed a second Mm. so i would say yeah maybe it might be like a burnout or yeah i probably put it i probably call it burnout yeah um i know that's quite a buzzword but i think that's probably what it was and i i felt that i was getting towards that point so i just had Mm. to take a bit of a break but i would say that yeah that's probably like one of my biggest um that was the time it was most apparent that i was doing a lot of things and i needed to cool down before yeah. before life forced me to cool down basically yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. that's the thing right like when you're so driven and you're doing so much um you know burnout like you said sometimes yeah. a lot of people a lot of us who who wants to be burnout right yeah. none of us yeah, no. decide it right yeah. but like you said our body and mentality will just be like nah yeah. i remember that ha- that happened to me they literally go- yeah. after our conversation wow not yeah. not uh, not after not like straight after but like <laughs> actually yeah like i think i think after your episode i had wow. one other person yeah. and then i forced the podcast yeah I was like, oh, i'm doing too much yeah, yeah. uh at that point i remember yeah i was feeling burnt out and um i was also switching jobs um and i had three weeks off and that three weeks i actually planned that i was going to do content i did no content yeah i couldn't i could physically mentally i couldn't do any content i was just like my my head wasn't in it actually yeah. at that point so yeah. yeah so i feel you i feel you on that yeah. it, it, it can it can creep on you um i wanted to know like uh, so so you mentioned that you went to uh, you did uh, law yeah did you um when you finished did you do a grad scheme
0: no uh i did was it called a grad scheme or graduate program yeah it's like okay, a two you did year a graduate, graduate program, program right. yeah was the role i went into what was that in again that was it was like Business consulting, I suppose. Okay. Oh, you it did used, consulting. Yeah, oh. it was. It was kind of like a mix. So there was a mix of, um, consulting businesses, which me personally I think um, fresh graduates should have no business to doing because <laughs> I, me personally I think you need yeah. experience to consult. But okay. anyway, that's a different conversation. Um. Yeah, I, I went into like a business consultant and it kind of was a crossover between the law degree because cause it was AML and like regulations. Okay. Um, so my role was like a mix between doing that and then actually like transitioned into like selling consultants into businesses. So that's when I got into like the sales side oh, and then I transitioned over into sales. Right, yeah. Okay. So yeah, but initially it was like business consulting for niche banks, some larger banks and mm, stuff like that. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No, that's not my bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good because that was the role yeah. that took me to. Um, I, I lived in Luxembourg, New York, Dublin. Like oh, yeah, I travelled quite a bit with work for that. That was the one. Okay. Yeah, that w- that was how I got to do that. Right, but that's mad. The, the work itself, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Yeah, no. consultants
1: of it. I'm in consulting now. It's not. It's not easy. It's not for the faint heart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? exactly. Like, and yeah. I do the experience thing is interesting because that's what we're gonna talk a lot about yeah uh, because i guess for most graduates they don't have experience if they weren't fortunate enough to do an internship or anything like that um getting their first job it's always the hardest that's the hardest thing yeah, that's the that's hardest the thing one. um so i guess where do they start
0: fresh graduate Mm.
1: fresh graduate yeah right out of uni let's mm. let's um we can use a, an example right <laughs> we can use one that's not so specific let's say and a lot of people i i know we talked on the podcast uh, about technology recently and you work in uh, tech tech sales so say yeah. somebody did like um a business degree right mm. and they wanted to get into i guess the tech industry where would you say what would you say is their, their starting point
0: yeah business degree and getting into Tech sales, hmm. right? Um, I would say starting point if they is this if they have literally no experience that like didn't do any they, inju- they, they, they do no internships. Okay, and that's a lot of people. To yeah, be fair, that's 100%. a lot of people's reality. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe the first thing they need to do is start small. So okay. maybe I think before they need to build experience basically, mm. and obviously I think the 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 reason why this is such a big thing is because how do you get experience with mm, you know, when when they ask exactly. you for experience and you can't build experience. Yeah. But I think you need to start small and start somewhere basically. Mm. So the first things I would look at are projects that you could take on yourself that mm. no one has to give to you. Mm. And then the second thing I would I would look at is depending on your situation, and I hate to advise people to mm. do unpaid work, mm. but some sort of like okay. volunteering or mm. working under somebody. Okay. So, okay, so let me go back. So the first thing I mentioned was experience that you can create yourself, yeah. right? If you're looking to go into sales, and I think this is any any industry where mm. You don't have experience, right? They're not necessarily looking that you have done that specific thing before. Mm. They're looking for evidence that you can do so. Okay. So, what you need to do is just provide that evidence. Mm. So, and if if no one's going to give that to you, you need mm. to give it to yourself. Mm. So, ways that you can kind of create that that stuff for yourself is is basically. Um, so, an easy way I'll give I'll give an example actually. Mm. So, for example, if you see online you see that um there's a company and they're looking for customers you can maybe reach out to them and say oh i've noticed that you're struggling in this area what i'd love to do is maybe be your business development rep i can do this for literally you can create experience out of anything i'll be your business development rep okay what i'll do is i'll make x amount of calls and you actually don't have to pay me Mm. but only pay only pay me when i land customers Mm. for example so that's Mm. it's just plug in the gap so that you can Mm. then use that story to be like oh actually even if it was just for a month what I did, uh, you can just explain that then. So I took this client from zero sales to mm. X amount of sales in a couple of months and mm. that will be your experience. So that's experience that you create yourself. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I mean, they're all kind of things that you create yourself. The other thing I mentioned was like volunteering. So mm. I think the the what I was saying before is that companies are simply looking for evidence that you can yeah. do, do the work, right? Um because we've all had those companies that we've worked for where you and somebody are working alongside each other. Maybe they're not pulling their weight, mm. but you've both then got that one year experience. Mm-hmm. But really, if that person's not pulling their weight, like have they really gained that in-depth experience? Mm. So it really isn't about the length of time. It's really about the the person themselves sitting okay. in that seat. Okay. So the volunteering stuff that I'm talking about, that would simply be a case of you proving your value. And it's okay. a- again, I, I don't... Love suggesting that people work for mm. free. However, you just need to prove yourself mm. for a little while because I think the best way, especially for in a volunteer from a volunteer perspective, mm. it's all about return on investment. Yeah, as I mentioned, they want to know that you can do this role. If you're not, if they're not paying, you can just use this as a time. Yes, you're not getting paid, but you're pa- yeah. getting paid in experience. So you can you can volunteer to work alongside a CEO. You can volunteer to work alongside an organization. Anything that's to do with like either customer service building relationships anything like that you can then use to later leverage because you can you can turn that into like you know interactions and then Mm. and then from that if if it's not you that's Mm. earning or getting the money you were involved in those conversations or at Mm. least you're exposed to that so i would focus on those like low barrier to entry sort of Uh, customer success um maybe just volunteering alongside someone as long as informal as that might be Mm. you're still picking up skills because it's that those skills that you can then speak to later Mm. on yeah. yeah that's what i that, that, that <laughs> that's what sense. i'd recommend that, that makes it yeah
1: actually i've got a question to ask you on yeah. based on that because you yeah, got into course. business consulting with yeah. a law degree how did you manage that
0: yeah so yeah. my so mine funny enough. that's so, the
1: same kind of thing right yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. mine
0: funny enough so as i mentioned i worked i worked in vodafone um mm. while i was at university and then mm. i think a little bit after that as well um I so Vodafone provided me two things. It provided me the sales experience that I used later on in my mm. career, but it also mm. actually provided me the person that told me about the company that I was going to work for. So mm. I somebody came in to renew their contract um, with us, and then we just got to talking about where they worked. They actually went to my previous university. They told me about the company, and I and at that point I'd come back from my year abroad, and it was my final year, and I was sort of thinking, oh, what am I going to do? Like. And then she just started speaking. She said, oh, I did a law degree. Now I'm doing um, financial regulation, doing a bit of consulting. And she was about to move abroad. I was like, oh, tell me about the company. So she literally told me, I said, that sounded great. I literally applied for that role. And I think I was quite lucky as a graduate because... I applied for that role. I had a few roles I was sort of considering. I I personally didn't actually do any internships. I think I had a little bit of experience in a few law firms, but nothing like super concrete. Um, And also I knew I wanted to move away from law. So I was really inexperienced. Um, And I was, yeah, I I had a few interviews and that one was actually the lower paying one, but it gave me the opportunity to travel. And I just said yes to that basically. Um, So yeah, I think um, it's, yeah getting into that for me it wasn't it was just like luck that i found that lady that obviously kind of had a similar past to me but also like leveraging my part-time experience to to use on my cv to get that role yeah Yeah. wow that's so cool yeah that's 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 amazing yeah (laughs)
1: yeah but it shows that it's possible right yeah that you can you can actually actually do it you just gotta figure out what you firstly what you're comfortable doing yeah and um you know figure out what's the best route to 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 get there um i wanted to talk about a little bit about cvs right because mm-hmm. um i think another thing that people struggle with and i i definitely you know what i say i definitely struggled but i on my cv i put all my jobs on there right okay. <laughs> I, I i mean i'm a hustler right so yeah. I, I had i had I, I i also worked at a phone shop okay. um yeah. during uni um where else did i work I worked at nightclub. Look, I worked at B and wow. Q, Primark. Wow. I, I look, wow. <laughs> I've done. I've done a lot of the places you step into. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I probably worked there. So I I use a lot of that. I use a lot of that experience and put that onto my CV. But I don't necessarily know if that helped me stand out. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I don't know. I think maybe a combination of that and my masters. I think mm. helped me. So I guess my question is. Um, Obviously, if you don't have none of that, obviously, you don't have a, a master, you just finish in uni. Yeah. What can you, I guess, I know this is a very general um, question, but what can you do um, or add to your CV to make it, Make yourself stand out.
0: Yeah. Okay. As uh from a graduate perspective, if there's someone with very little experience, I would first so the first thing I would look at would be that top summary statement. Because Mm. even though you might have a lot of experience, I think some of the time what replaces that experience is your passion and your your ability to bring new and fresh ideas. So that's the first thing that I would say. So that um I know a lot of people skip out on this, but as a graduate, you definitely need it because you know there's not much else that's on that cv so you better use that that sort of top part so that summary section you want to say something like well it has to be in line with the job description that you're going for first of all so i can give an example but again if this is not the style of wording that's in that job description then there's no point you need to have a job description that you're working from to sort of amend that summary section but it should be like an innovative, strategic graduate um, with a knack for helping brands X, Y, Z, and that will be that. That X, Y, Z would be what that brand is asking you to do, and then and then the next part you want to say um, an achievement from during your degree. So whether that's um, you know a society that you joined, whether that's um, like a, a top grade that you got. So you want to then say one of my key achievements being. And then it could even be like, oh, you wrote a dissertation and that dissertation topic applies to what you're applying for as a graduate. And then you want to say, for my next steps, I am looking to work out or I'm looking to help a brand do X, Y, Z. So it's not necessarily like... Even that small thing that I've done, I haven't necessarily mentioned any experience because this person doesn't have any, but I'm talking about an achievement from within my university. I'm calling myself innovative. I'm calling myself energetic. All of these things that people find valuable about graduates over someone with experience, they're coming with ideas, they're coming with energy. So that's what you need to basically play on. And then you, as long as you're specific, so that last sentence, I'm looking to leverage my skills from my degree in a, I don't know. Again, this is to do with the job description, leverage my skills at a startup in the beauty industry. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm using those words from the job description to basically show that I'm looking for a role specifically there. So that's the first thing I would do. Okay, um, for, for that's the just the first. Yeah, that's Whoa, a, that's the first, thing. crazy. Like, this, it's just <laughs> the, the summary part. Mad. And then in terms of the actual content, because obviously yeah. a CV is, is all about your experience, right? If you don't have much of that experience, again, you need to collect some voluntary, experience if you haven't done that and we're talking things that you can do straight away we're looking at deep diving into projects so you write down your university as the the sort of the place of experience I suppose and then the job title would be you just put in their project and that's when you either talk about like you know have you done like presentations at uni for example and then maybe you pull on things like oh okay I managed a group of five we delivered this presentation we got x amount of marks right you you just need to build on what you do have um other things that you could do, as I mentioned, societies, um, I've said volunteer work. There's other, Oh, another th- really big thing is just courses. So with the courses that you take, you don't just want to l- list them out. You want to explain what you learned from them. Right. So, so th- what that will allow you to do is use keywords from the job description so you're able to be found. So you can then say from you, this Microsoft Excel um, course, I learned X, Y and Z last thing I mention on c v is is projects so if you want to um let me think of a good a good um a good area to use an example maybe project management for example um you need to so you need to like get examples of you managing pro- projects this could literally be anything even um if you're applying for like a data analyst course there are so many courses or or sorry projects that you could create for yourself so you could um with with data analyst it's actually like you know there's data everywhere so have a look at the fields that you want to go in and build something of your own and use that as experience on your CV um again there's so many things you could do you could write you could start to write and i think this is a really good one to show how eager you are because if you have no experience, the best thing you can do is show that you want to work in this industry and show passion. So I would start writing. That's one th- a massive thing, or writing or producing content. So, um, getting out there, getting your work out there, that's gonna show that you're you really care about the industry. So yeah, amazing! Wow, <laughs> <Couple> of, yeah, <laughs> so just many, <laughs> so many gems, man. So
1: many, so many. Wow, I can't even dissect all of that. But the last thing you said is amazing because we have social media now yeah we have even yeah. things like medium right where people exactly. write all their own articles they even get paid yeah. uh uh to to do that you can create your medium is basically like creating your own blog really yeah. without having to like do the hosting and all of that stuff exactly. you've got twitter yeah where where you're uh where you do um, a lot of your work on on there too you got instagram you yeah. got tiktok you've got so many free platforms that you can like you said where you can show that you're interested in the area that you want to go into that's a gem wow yeah that that is crazy <laughs> yeah another thing I used to do right mm-hmm. um when uh, I was applying to <laughs> uh, graduate jobs graduate schemes I'm sure a lot of people did this mm-hmm. um I used to apply to as many as I could I was so indiscriminate I didn't mm-hmm. care what and where right so for me I was focusing on quantity over quality mm-hmm. but you mentioned something very important where you're mm-hmm. talking about um you know your cv summary should be um in relation to what you're applying to so i guess the question is is what approach should a graduate take should they try and do the whole numbers game Mm. quantity versus quality or should they try to focus on getting a few
0: yeah that's a good question i think it's a really important one as well my advice for this always really stays the same um it doesn't change on whether you're a graduate or whether you're like mid career or senior. I always think an approach where you are specific targeted and focus on speaking to the needs of your potential employer is going to work out best for you. So, um, yeah, I'd say definitely quality over quantity, even though that's not the answer that a lot of people want to hear. But I think it's the most, it's the best use of time. Because believe it or not, applying to hundreds of roles with the same CV or just a couple with a targeted CV, that that set latter approach is the better return on investment. It's the better right. return for your time. Um, And then also you get to choose you know, what company gets to be next in your career, you're not just like spreading out your CV and then crossing your fingers. And I think that's, that's what most graduates do. But that's the thing, if everybody does it, there's a case to be made that, you know, if everybody's doing the same thing, it's probably just easy for everybody to do. Um So I'd always advise to be on the side of doing what less candidates do, but then at the latter end, being able to choose i suppose and yeah. and getting that choice of companies that you say okay i like their work culture i like the way they treat graduates um i like what they stand for and i can actually do the work i think that's that's much better okay cool. yeah
1: yeah no it, i think i agree with the whole quality over quantity yeah. i think f- you know what i've realized um the more experienced i've become the less roles i apply to mm. that's what i realized mm. i don't before maybe as a graduate would have been, probably fifty thirty to fifty jobs. Yeah. Now the experience—not that I've—but I've, before my recent role, a few actually no, I didn't even no, I didn't even apply. I got my I got headhunted for there my recent got, role. Yeah, I forgot on. that yeah, I got headhunted for my recent role. So yeah, it it, it starts diminishing because you start yeah. becoming obviously you become a bit more specialised in what you're doing. Yeah. So your CV is almost already tailored for, yeah. I guess exactly. is only different if there's a few different responsibilities. Yeah. So another tricky thing for mm. graduates is, um, and not even just graduates, even people switching uh, roles, they don't know what they're looking for mm, they yeah. they don't know right uh, and especially I feel really bad for graduates because they think they want to do one thing and then they realize they don't like that degree like us w- w- which yeah. we, we studied law yeah. and I was in the same boat I was like okay I want to get into technology but I didn't know exactly, exactly. what in technology yeah. I wanted to do I mean there's hundreds of roles yeah. right so I guess my question to you is how can somebody figure out how to find the role that they think they want yeah Uh, i know that's a tough question yeah Yeah.
0: okay so there's two ways i would probably go about this um the first is speaking with people and then the second is trying and failing Mm. so i'll need you to remind me of the second thing i said but yeah the first thing is speaking with people so that the, the best way to understand what is out there is by speaking to people that do it already because okay. as a graduate you literally have no idea like i didn't know what a national account manager was mm. i didn't know i didn't know what a project manager was i feel like as a student you just have no idea mm. of the concept of like how many different roles there yeah. are out there so with that like you can't go into anything blind and i think you're you're automatically at a disadvantage because mm. you can't really speak to anything with any accuracy so I would say you need to find at least maybe just a few people and I think a good place to start is like listening to podcasts or going on YouTube and just typing in like a day in the life of a blah 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 just these sorts of roles that you kind of have heard of but you're like is that what does that even mean um so day in the life of a project manager day in the life of a national account manager day in the life of a data analyst, day in the life of a marketing manager, all of those things, have a look. Are they Are they doing things that you think, oh, I could actually do that with my day? Oh, that seems like I could work on that or I'd be good at that or I need to maybe improve on some skills to get there, but I would still be great. Just have a look. And then, this. yeah, the step on from that is once you've sort of done that initial research, head over to LinkedIn, type in, you know, search for some people. I would ob- start with your current connections um, and then, you know, maybe... I would say with your current connections, what you should do is just ask them and say, you know, people are very busy, right? Mm. So what you want to say is not that I don't know what to do with my time. Can you give me an hour of your time? No, people are busy. They're not going to reply to you. What you need to say is make it about them. So you just want to say hey, I've had a look at your profile and actually your background looks really, really interesting. I'd love to ask you some questions about your journey because you're then focusing on them and everybody likes to talk about themselves, right? So then you have access to their journey. You can ask them what their day looks like. You can ask them how they got there. And then following on from that, I think what, what, is, what usually happens is if it goes positive, um, you're like, okay, yeah, thanks. I'm gonna do this now. If it goes negative, you don't reach out to them again. But I think what is a good... What, what makes it more worth it is if you make that process continual. So if it does go well, you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. And then when you get some results from that, go back to them and say, thank you so much. You were the reason that I got here. Or or even if you do like it, um, you can say, you know, there's another person or or is there anyone else that you advise I speak to? Because yes, this does sound really, really interesting. If it goes negatively and you're like, actually, I don't want to spend my time doing that, and then you can say that to them, you can say, Okay, do you know what that was really, really insightful. However, I don't I don't think I'd be very good or I don't think this fits with my skills. Yeah. Is there anything so these are my skills. Is there any career paths that you would you would um, you know, guide me towards basically mm. or you think that would be better suited? So definitely the the speaking to people would be my first thing. And then the second thing I mentioned, which I was. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. The second thing I mentioned, which was trying and failing. Yes, that was there it. You go. I
1: thought I was wrong. I said like, <laughs> wait, she said failure, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, trying and failing. Okay, so... cool, cool, <laughs> yeah. cool, cool, cool. No, it's fine. It was um... that. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, the second thing I mentioned, which was trying and failing, which is basically it's better to just move forward than to stay still. Yeah, And I think the only way you find out what you're truly meant to be doing, or you're good at or whatever is by trying and getting confidence in that thing. And I think the mistake that a lot of people may make, graduates included, is that they're like, they just get this paralysis of like, oh, I just don't know what I'm gonna do. And they're like, well, I'll just either stay in this part-time role or I'll stay stuck and not do anything. And I always, I think it's much, much better to just move forward and try something. If you don't like it and if you fail, it's you haven't taken a step back you've still taken a step forward because you've managed to cross something off and you now know this is not something i want to do before that moment in time you had no idea if you were going to do it and it's probably going to linger over you for a long time and you might think oh maybe i'll do it now you know you don't want to do that so you can cross that off and move to the next thing that's okay. absolutely fine so yeah reaching out to people and trying and failing is what wow, i recommend that's amazing <laughs>
1: amazing 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 tips um, and as as you, as you yeah. said what you said
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it's it's funny you say that because I actually had somebody recently it's it's so crazy like mm. how all of this stuff links. Mm. So we're talking about this but then yesterday um another guest that i had on the podcast mary um she works in the fintech industry so okay. fintech sales right mm. she was talking my experience and somebody actually added her on linkedin because they had listened to our podcast and they use your approach yeah, of what I'm, you said you which go. is so interesting yeah. that i this is the industry i want to come into i heard you on the podcast yeah. and i want to get to know yeah i really love your insights da, 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 yeah. da. so it's crazy it, wow it, it works mad, it's, mad. it honestly works yeah. and
0: i think A lot of people think, oh, I'm bugging that person or they won't have time for me. Look, if they don't have time for you, that's fine. Move on to someone else. But also it is, it's a compliment to be part of someone's career journey. And when people reach out to you and want your help, I think most people are quite flattered by that. So as long as you're, as long as you're quite direct and you're not like, oh, I have some questions to ask you, dot, dot, dot. And you know, don't create extra work for people. Mm. Be proactive, but be you know, but be resilient as well. Like, don't don't just stop because you don't get a few replies. It's fine. But most people will be willing to help. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I've yeah. I've heard
1: I've helped a few people. I'm actually mentoring someone right now to to get their job into the tech industry. Oh, I've also helped people yeah. like that want to get into becoming a, like a business analyst. I mm-hmm. actually got a request like recently as well. So you're, we're always happy like, to help. I think yeah, like I 100%. think nobody's gonna really say no to it, right? Yeah. Um, the other question I had for mm-hmm. you, right? i'm trying to remember if i did this i think i went to a few career events um i think they still happen now um but i feel like a lot of us are still used to just applying online and they kind of forget actually some of the best ways to get a role is by meeting people in person what what i guess what your thoughts of like career events networking events Do you think they're useful
0: yeah I, I, yeah absolutely super super valuable i think if not just for the opportunities that are being brought to you i think um also for just being around people that are in a similar boat mm. understand i think there's you know speaking to somebody face to face you can't replace it you know there's there's so much value that you can get from face to face conversation that you just can't find online and i think um the the Benefits of networking are twofold. I think firstly, it allows you to build long-term relationships Mm -hmm. because um, it's, it's not just for that next job, it's for your career, those relationships. And someone might be like, oh, I met this amazing person and da, da, da. And I think also the benefit of networking as well is when I think about the people that help you with your next step they're not like your direct friends in my experience they're the people that are just outside of that circle so someone you met through someone or someone that you oh i know this person that would be good at that so it's those outer tier people that help you do you know what i mean so (laughs) literally so i think that's the benefit you just meet people and they're like oh you tell them what you're looking for if i if i hear of a oh i met someone that's into that maybe i can connect you and that's how life works and then so I said two things. I always do this and I always forget. I think the other thing I was going to say about networking, Oh, okay, it's more the direct, Um, yeah, the direct access to referrals. So obviously if you're going to a career event, you can see what's out there. You can actually understand, do I like the sound of this job? Is this something I want to do? And then get referred in or literally just get direct access to like hiring managers, decision makers. And that again is priceless. Okay,
1: wow. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> and- uh, this is is this is one of those kind of situations because if you tell me I to go to a networking event, I'll tell you right now. Even now, I say it's cringe. <laughs> even for my business, I'm like, oh, it's mm, cringe. Yeah. But I know I have to do it, right? Yeah. So, and I know the number one thing that graduates are trying to do is mm-hmm. they obviously want to meet people that are going to remember them yeah. and that are going to um, interview uh, not interview them, but uh, invite them for an interview. So, I guess yeah. from that perspective, what's like the best way to them to stand out should they be doing some research before they get there Mm. so that they have like a little bit of like an elevator pitch i guess is that something that they should be doing or should they just you know free free flow just free flow yeah yeah, just see what happens
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's true i think it depends on the type of person you are but for Mm. me i i find strength in just preparing and practicing for everything so if you're someone that's an introvert or someone that's quite nervous i would say definitely do that because even as an extrovert i i always practice and prepare um but i think in fact for everybody practice and prepare i think i think things that you should prepare your elevator pitch as you said who you are who you help and what type of role you're looking for i think those are the things that you should know um and then i think you know, networking events, You can it can be super overwhelming because there's loads of people there. Um, and you're like, oh, who should I speak to? I think maybe if you know in advance who's gonna be there, maybe on a panel or whatever that might be, just have a bit of understanding of their background and have an understanding of what they do and who you're gonna be speaking to, just so that you could speak to their experience. Because if I went out and I met someone and someone came up to me and said, oh, like I know that you work at this place and I've been following you online and I saw that you posted this specific thing, I'm gonna remember them more so than anyone else. that That's being like, oh, so what do you do and how do you? Do you know what I mean like it's just you're better off being prepared. Um, and then yeah, I think yeah, I, I would go on the prepare side. Prepare who you're going to speak to. And I think maybe just just tips for networking in general within those events or careers events or whatever. I think go on and speak to somebody. Go and go and speak to somebody that's in the same position as you. So if you see somebody that's maybe also come alone and they're a graduate, go and speak to them so that you're you're kind of two people up um, and you yeah, give each other a cool. bit of a confidence boost and then another thing is I think sometimes networking and, and those sort of conversations can be a little bit cringy um, so I think a nice thing to lean on is maybe just going, you know going over saying what you want to say and you know you're not asking for a job right then and there you're just you're just leaving you're just sharing information basically you're just having a conversation and taking a genuine interest in someone but when that conversation then is dragging on I think it's it's or not even dragging on when you're for it to be like a a couple of minutes of an exchange if you just say to them look i know you know lo- loads of people want to probably speak to you or i know you, you didn't just come here to speak to me let's connect and we'll we'll catch up later i think that's a nice way if you go in knowing that you've got that kind of to lean on to then yeah. exit the conversation again you're not trapped there for ages and you know that it's just like a quick you know you're just giving them a quick um hello and a quick connection basically yeah amazing yeah. so prepare
1: yeah. prepare people you got to do yeah, that it's prepare. very very important yeah, like you say, you don't be yeah. some uh, 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 me, <laughs> like yeah. that. you don't yeah, want that exactly. it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna make you look good yeah. and you know it's hard work at the end of the yeah. day right we're saying all of this stuff but it is hard work and you, i guess you have to realize especially like as a graduate with no experience the comp- competition's wild yeah. uh, you're competing exactly. with everybody and there's going to be some people who will do that because look they they're willing, right? Because yeah. look, they they uh, wanna get their own place or yeah. they wanna contribute to rent or they wanna buy something or whatever, yeah. right? There's gotta be people that driven. So yeah. unfortunately, this is what you gotta is, do. The game's the game. <laughs> right, yeah. the game's the game. Um another thing that I realized um when I was leaving uni mm. was the obsession with grad schemes, grad schemes. You gotta right. apply to grad scheme, mm. grad scheme. But people often forget there's other routes that you you can um take. Can yeah. you talk to us a little bit about those alternative routes that you can still you know still get into a company and still launch your career?
0: Yeah. I think yeah, definitely grad schemes are super valuable. Um I think because of the structure and because of their understanding of like what it is like what a graduate needs to get into the working world basically saying that there are so many other routes into like corporate experience so going for an alternative graduate program going for an actual just just a usual role I think as long as they they have the understanding that you are coming from from a graduate background you can get that same level of support and expertise from those regular roles I think also um like post-grad internships that you can go for which are really really helpful because again, more so that at that stage of like graduation, right? You're really trying to get the groundwork to lay the foundations for your the rest of your career. And I would say at that stage, what's much more important, I think as I mentioned, my the salary that I got from the role when I started, it was peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I looked at the opportunity, Mac. I looked at the opportunity Crazy. for travel yeah. and what they were gonna be teaching me, right? So I think at that point, when you start from scratch, have a look at what you're gonna be learning and who you're gonna be working under. So, because yeah, the the alternative routes essentially are a usual just go, just going into regular work, but just making sure that the management and the type of company are ones that prioritise learning and growth. I think that's like the the most important thing that you can do.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. It's not about the salary. Like you said, yeah. you're learning your growth because you could just leave the company yeah. and double your salary. Exactly. It's very, exactly. It's very. you know, if you if you get a, a decent salary out of uni and you're not learning, anything, it's going to be hard for you to jump. 100%. You know? 100%. That's yeah. underrated advice. It's, yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> I
0: think there's a lot of like glorification of, oh yeah, you know, I graduated and I got 40K, da, da, da. Yeah. That's great. But actually I would much rather, I, I, you know, if I was in the hiring seat for that, that, that next stage, and these two candidates were in front of me and one had a grad scheme and one just went to a regular role or one went to like a really, I don't know, hands-on opportunity, right? That wasn't the shiny grad scheme. I want the one with more experience and I want the one that's more competent. And sometimes these grad schemes, you, you know or sometimes alternatively these roles that you land in are the ones where you have to be scrappy and you have to like you're just you're learning as you go and you get loads of responsibilities like a startup for example just mm. these non-conventional routes early on in your career it's about the experience because you know i speak a lot about how to position yourself um to get noticed but the easiest conversations i have when i'm teaching people are those that have done the work so they have the results to speak to okay so okay yeah. wow yes
1: yeah incredible (laughs) incredible um ah this one is a tough one because no no, it's a tough one because you know where i am i am (laughs) look because i know you can answer them i know you can handle them so this one i think is one where we all and this is not graduates this is Mm. people in careers already maybe somebody who's got let's say 10 years, uh, 10 years experience, but then they're like, you know, I want to transition industries. Mm -hmm. I've been a lawyer for 10 years. I'm not fulfilled. I want to go into finance, financial services or whatever, right? But I want to, I don't want to take a pay cut. I don't want to take a pay cut. That's always the dilemma. I don't want to take a pay cut. So I guess my question to you on that is how can somebody position themselves? It may not be possible, but what's the best way for them to position themselves? to be able to justify okay yes i don't have experience in financial services but i am bringing all this experience from my legal career yeah so therefore that's why i want to justify x right yeah yeah
0: absolutely so so i think in order to justify at the end because these salary conversations usually come Mm. at the very end right yeah um so and you know in order to justify that means you're kind of being asked you're being asked why you need that salary, right? So Mm -hmm. that means you haven't painted a picture early on enough of why you deserve that salary. So I think what the mindset should be is that upfront, we don't want to get to the stage at the very end where we're then having to justify right? We want to come from the very beginning as not as a career changer or, oh, I don't have the experience is that, it's that what does my 10 years, years of experience in, what did you say again? Was it te- no. uh, law? Law, legal. Yeah, what does my yeah. 10 years yeah. of experience in legal bring to the table and how is this beneficial and not a loss at that stage, like at that latter stage? Mm. So it shouldn't be a matter of justifying, but I can definitely understand why that this happens to a lot of people. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, the, the work is basically done upfront. So you don't have to do that. What does that look like practically is painting those pictures of, Okay, I've worked in legal, but I'm trying to move over. Again, what are the what are the transferable skills? I know this is a, a buzzword, right? But what are the transferable skills that it takes for me to move over? I think this happens in a lot of in a lot of places, but you you kind of basically need to you need to do the work. You need to mm. do the work to uncover those transferable skills for legal transitioning into uh, financial services. Financial services. Yeah. I mean that that one. I it depends on what area of financial services. Mm. I it, in my mind it, it seems quite of an easy move just because of like so, yeah, yeah legal into fi- financial yeah. services. Yeah. It's quite you know you're you're speaking with people, you're speaking with clients, you're you're dealing with regulation. Yeah. There's a lot lot of parallels that you can draw. Um. So so yeah. That some of them there will be very upfront in the parallels that you can draw. But the question you need to answer is what are the themes that I can take from my current career and how are they applicable and valuable to the place that I want to go? Mm. That's the question. And you need to just have evidence of that. Okay. It takes a lot of work, but you mm. need to have that. You need to be able to just reel them off mm. instantly. That's how you're gonna get there. And I think um once your CV is kind of picked up, I think, a lot of the work is done in the conversations that you're having during the interview stage, mm. so that they don't don't then say, "Oh, you know, we're hiring somebody with zero experience. Um, let's pay them less." You need to go in as a consultant with that mindset. Like I, I, I call like, you know, when you're the job process, I refer to it as consulting because you're trying to find out the problems and trying to solve them. So you're basically going in and uncovering the issue. So a lot of your questioning needs to be down the line of, oh, I've had this idea or coming from my experience. I maybe look at things a little bit different. This is the idea I've had or this is the way I'm looking at this. How How is your firm? Resolving these sorts of issues, right. so it's very okay. consultative, and it's it's yeah. you're not coming in as an, a newbie; you're coming in as someone with a different perspective. Mm. And I think, again, practically, um, there's a question that I really like for people that are coming in with little experience or or maybe different experience is is just basically biting the bullet, and you need to say, so you know, you know, maybe you faced a lot of rejection, right? And, and you're moving from legal over to finance is what we said. Um, so you want to say something like you know, I've been having a lot of conversations, you know, I'm putting putting my cards on the table. I'm moving over from legal into finance. A lot of employers I'm speaking to at the minute, they have an issue with that. Why hasn't that been an issue for you? That's what you want to ask that employer. So that then they're like, they they give you the answer as to why they haven't found an issue with you transitioning over. So when it comes to the salary conversation, they can't then go, oh, but you came from a different, you came from a different background. You know, we're not gonna pay you that much. That doesn't happen because you've justified while you're sitting there and they've justified while you're sitting there. Um okay. yeah. Look, Mad. Yeah. <laughs> that look. yeah. Hey,
1: gems, I see this is just like the first episode. <laughs> crazy, 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 crazy. Right. And I love the fact that you you broke down um all the details. And you're not know so crazy about work, right? It's like you said, a lot of these skills are transferable. Yeah. Law and financial services the difference is is the subject matter yeah exactly which you can pick up right but a lot of lawyers have to speak to several people people in financial services unless you're working in on the background you're going to be you're going to have your key stakeholders that you're communicating with yeah You maybe you're managing a a project law you're also managing a project right exactly yeah you're managing a case a lot of people don't think of it like that but that's what it is right you have your um You'll have your case dates. Maybe you'll have some kind of hearing. You have to put your, your points right. Okay, I need yeah. to prepare this for then. I need exactly. to do this and then. I need to go and speak to this person about that. So a lot of these skills are relatable, but a lot yeah. of people don't don't realize it. Yeah, um, yeah it's crazy. It's amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Really appreciate you coming down blessing us uh, with your presence oh, again oh good um, Anytime. Anytime. awesome amazing i mean like, like we're not gonna leave it for two years though
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely that's
1: not. yeah we gotta do it every, every year um so yeah what what do you have planned next for yourself
0: oh good question i think what is planned next for myself i think i i'm sort of making a decision as well because i my advice a lot of the time is um think about the life that you want to build yeah so i'm doing a lot of that so whether i want to go into like sales leadership i'm having Mm. to think about which i can really see myself in um and i'd love to be like great representation for like black women in sales leadership in the uk that would be great i think um business is in my blood so i'm gonna just keep going with party here and the quiz business that i spoke to just see how big we can take that and jobs with shay i think it's um as long as I'm providing value, I'm gonna keep going. So that one is just, yeah, that's as well gonna go as big as I can take it as well. So yeah, lots, <laughs> lots. I'm gonna just carry on being as busy as ever. Yeah, I look, I look yeah.
1: forward to hearing about this in a year's time. Yeah, uh, you know I think we need to do an episode on part here. But we'll do it when you're ready, yeah. Because yeah, be, yeah. I, I think I promised you that last time. Yeah, but, but I think like, actually, know, the yeah, yeah, I did, just, but I didn't, you know, yeah. didn't get around right no, to I doing that. No, I have to that. get
0: my co-owner on that one as well. So yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. we could, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. that would be quite. That would be quite very, yeah.
1: very, very interesting. Starting. I think I was saying that at the time. That's so mm-hmm. cool! Like, wow, yeah. that's uh, amazing. Um, where where can people find you?
0: Yeah. Okay. So for job, the job stuff that we've been speaking about today, um, all of my everywhere i share information is basically on twitter so it's jobs with shay on twitter i share threads daily now almost um wow yeah yeah and then for party here the black british pub quiz we are on instagram so p-r-t-y-h-e-r-e and then if you just want to follow me like personally it's shay i think either my instagram is shay lokes or shay loco you changed it I I just can never remember. remember Because my friends call me Shay Lokes, but I'm like, is that my Instagram? (laughs) I think it's Shay Loco, S H A Y L O K O. And I'm renovating a property. So I'm kind of trying to update everyone on how that's going, which is fun. So if you want to catch up with that, yeah, follow me on there. That's amazing. Okay,
1: we're doing the, we're going to have a property series too. Yeah. that's crazy yeah Yeah. no it's um no it's been a it's been a really good conversation like I said we can't leave it till to two years I knew it was gonna drop gems (laughs) I knew that's like yeah we gotta we gotta (laughs) get you because you know what I didn't I think I didn't appreciate and I think you could probably agree with this I think Mm. as we grow in our careers as we grow in our business we kind of forget like where we started from and the struggle Mm. yeah and I was like, oh gosh, there's this whole group of people yeah. that are starting, you know, they want to get their jobs for the first time yeah. and they don't know where to start. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, How have I not have we not covered That's that? we just you know, you know what I mean? So off, Yeah, yeah no. you were the right person for it oh. and you you do delivered. Um no, it's been an amazing That's conversation. Glad. Do you have any final words for the listeners and watchers?
0: Um, listeners and watchers, I think just on what you've just said, I think it's a good reminder. I think for anyone that's a current graduate or anyone that's just trying to transition from, you know, where they are into a new industry, things are absolutely going to get better. Um, you, You're you going to be in a place at one point where you're going to be in your dream career. So I think at this moment, just give yourself um some patience, give yourself um, give yourself the freedom to explore career opportunities, um, have conversations, let people know exactly the type of industry that you want to go to, reach out to people to help you because it's, ve- it's a very isolating, very lonely thing looking for a new job. It can be very confusing. Um, but yeah, just just keep the faith because it's not always going to be like this. You're not going to be looking for a job forever. You know, things are going to get better. So you want to be able to look back on this period and be like, yeah, I really you know, I had the confidence and I made it through. Um, so yeah <laughs> that's what I want to say amazing yeah. amazing you see
1: look <laughs> hey I feel like I'm not gonna lie I feel mm-hmm. like the final words is almost like the almost, like, always the best part of the right? podcast because <laughs> oh, no, it's so inspiring it's yeah, so, I feel no. like it gets people like yeah I'm gonna do this yeah. like yeah no that was yeah. amazing that was amazing thank you so much no, really you appreciate you coming uh, down this has been really down. fun honestly yeah it's, been, it's <laughs> again. Been, yeah it's been a great conversation <laughs> yeah. uh, and definitely we'll get you on again soon um, watchers listeners I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this episode episode of Take Home Experience and yeah, we we'll see you next week's episode.